Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that disapproves of what you say, but will defend to the death your right to carry up to five grams of cocaine. Who was it that said that? It was like uh, Voltaire or <laughs> that something, was... except for the coke part. <laughs> uh, it was Madeline Albright. Oh. Yeah. She loved coke. Yeah, she's dead, right? Because of cocaine. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is your source of breaking news. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today we're going to talk about pride. We're going to talk about pride. Yeah. But first... But first... Um, we're 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 videotaping which i don't know about you but it's making me a little self-conscious me too because i never like i never worry about all this shit that i do like the drinking of the wine (laughs) but now everyone can see it which i don't know i don't know but if you're friends with me then you've seen me drink plenty of wine so it's nothing new i i i I have lots of shame because (laughs) i am i'm drinking a gelada it's a gelada especial rightfully oh no 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 (laughs) I was going to make fun of you, but no, this is the episode about pride, Mike. Be proud of your enchilada modello. I am proud of my terrible beer choices. <laughs> you know, I and I just buy the shittiest uh, rosé that I can find, so you got to yep. embrace it. I have a potential correction for you. I'm not sure if it is or not. Okay. Uh, last time when we were on, on the X-rated podcast, uh, and then we had those guys on, there was a website that you referenced... Do you do you remember what website I'm talking about? Nope. Homo Razzy? Homo Razzy. So when I see that word, I read it homorazzi, like paparazzi. But oh. I I don't know which of us is correct, but it's 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 potentially me. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely you. Okay. Like that makes way more sense than the things that I said. Homo resi. Something I want to talk about. Yeah. Um. We one of our friends, Marcy, asked us the most adorable thing a few weeks ago. We haven't mentioned it. Do you remember this? At this very table. No. We were in her place, and she looked at us, and she said, "Okay, I have this question. Last night when I was hanging out with you and your gay friends, you know, one person referred to another person as." her and she and she was like am i supposed to do that and it was the sweetest thing because you could tell she was really thinking about what the right thing to do is and especially with trans issues you know being really in the media and forefront right now the fact that she cared enough to think oh they use that gender pronoun how what should i do and then what we explained is when you're around a bunch of gay men, sometimes people get referred to as she or her. And that's very different than a trans person that identifies as female. Like yeah. no one I know, at least in that friend group, identifies as female, right. but may call each other she. Right. Yeah. The the slightly less pronoun heavy way is the, like a lot of gays go, girl. Mm, yeah. <laughs> which nobody is a girl They're like that's <laughs> all that's all gay dudes right or like when people call me a queen yes actually that's a lie no one calls me a queen yes, <laughs> queen. God, I, that <laughs> phrase i just have like i feel so weird about it <laughs> um i feel like it's insul- insulting to the monarchy although you are the douche king that's true so sharia mentioned on the D episode that we were having our our douche shot competition yep I won 
fuck you bitches i'm the douche well i don't know if i should be bragging about that but i'm the douche king yeah you were just full of pretentiousness but douching it up (laughs) also i got a lot of douche shots yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i i just thought that was the perfect like marcy trusted us to ask us that question and we as gay people as people that have the answer should be receptive of those questions. It goes back to something we've said um, is, you know, assume a positive intent first. There are plenty of people of crazy gays that would get offended or, you know, you can't even ask a question Yep. and we should be welcoming of questions of all kind, especially when like Marcy, they're coming from good intent and help me figure out what to do here. Yeah. So thanks Marcy. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, uh, it's sort of humbling and, and awesome that maybe because of the podcast, I don't know where we were a source of information for her. Like we bridged a gap between yeah. sexuality and actuality. Oh Isn't my God. <laughs> it's real. It's so, real, Mike. It's real. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> we're a real podcast. <laughs> Do you want to talk about pride? Yeah. Let's talk about pride. So, uh, d- I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway because it makes great radio. Perfect. Do you know where Pride started or how Pride started? Oh my God, Mike. It's really interesting that you asked. (laughs) I know a lot about where it started. Shall I tell you? Please. (laughs) That sounded really natural. So I want to talk about the Stonewall Riots, which I didn't know that much about the Stonewall Riots before this, but I could at least identify, okay, gay pride is... A celebration of uh, you know the anniversary of the Stonewall riots, where yeah. police raided the Stonewall Inn, and and we got all mad, and we were like, nah, Queen, and then I don't know. Now we have pride. Like that, that's really the extent I knew about it. So I'm not going to go into like the full details because I think there are better things out there than I could do. Um, but just some things that stood out when I was doing some research is just first of all, just the climate in the U.S. around that time. Um, I didn't realize McCarthyism. Uh, included homosexuals like as people that were at risk to america is that like pinko commie is that like you're a gay commie (laughs) i i think so like so in one of the senate investigations um one of the reports said that sex perverts in the government constitute security risks so yeah yeah that's like i don't know it's like a pink scare yeah um which (laughs) i'm still scared of pink but (laughs) that's a different that's a different thing you don't wear pink i don't i mean i i have a couple of pink things but they're for special occasions i don't as a rule wear pink pink might not be your color yeah i'm a total autumn (laughs) (laughs) do either of us know what that means no No. okay i was gonna say you got gayer on me since i've known you yeah and then I didn't realize this either. FBI and police departments kept list of known homosexuals. Like, <laughs> what? How did they know? Like, are, they, are they the ones? Like, I got this ridiculous <laughs> facial last night yeah. from John. Write him down. <laughs> Put him on the list. Here's a sample that you can keep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was on aisle four of the grocery store and this, this, this queer came and just blew me right there. We need to keep an eye on that one. Also, he had a cucumber in his basket. No dude buys a cucumber without sitting on it right um it's, it, i sometimes don't even make it home first like just, we're just shoving it right up your ass yeah, that's how you carry in the groceries up your ass yeah you know that's that's a little known fact about gay people 
Yeah. That's how yeah. we get our groceries in. And then sometimes you feel bad because you forgot what was up your ass and you walk out of the store and you you've shoplifted still, yeah, but yeah. like you didn't mean to what's really embarrassing is later that night when someone fucks you and like a <laughs> carrot falls out and you're like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah what are my nicknames a salad shooter <laughs> <laughs> you've been known to squat over and people just open up and you're just like a like a super salad yeah, out they, of your butthole. They bring the dressing. <laughs> <laughs> this got, took a weird turn. Okay. And also, last thing about just the climate of the U.S. In 1952, homosexuality was listed as a mental disorder. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of the setting that Stonewall found itself in. So, um, you know, gay bars at that time were a place that gay people go, like we talked about in safe spaces and kind of be protected. I, but I, I didn't realize how like strict it was. There were codes to get in and you had to write down your name. And I wrote, it was like getting into a Chris Pine orgy. Like you're not just, <laughs> you're not just strolling in there. Someone has to know you and know you're cool. And, um, and Stonewall specifically was a place that was for poor and marginalized people. Um, it was where homeless youths went. Youths? That's not a homeless youth went. Youths. Youths. <laughs> Can you tell I'm over 30? Um, it was a place where prostitutes went, where drag queens went, where effeminate men went, where butch lesbians went. So it was this place for marginalized people because it was owned by the mafia. So it could operate without actual licenses and the mafia just paid off the police officers so the police raid happened on saturday june 28th at 1 20 a.m and in what? the summer of 69 oh i didn't even write down the year you're Six, so right 69 uh this is something that i is crazy to me Standard procedure was that when police raided gay bars, they would check everyone's ID. And if you were wearing women's clothing, a female police officer took you to the women's restroom and checked to see if you were a woman. Oh, okay. And if you were actually a male dressed in female clothing, you were arrested. Yeah. Which that's, that's gross. So because of the, the climate that I was talking about, and the types of people that like Stonewall was their home. They were homeless. They were kicked out of their houses. They, you know, weren't, didn't fit in anywhere else. Um, Stonewall was just, there were plenty of other police raids, but Stonewall was just, people were fed up. They weren't taking it. Um, Well, they were taking it. Well, they were were fed up with not being able to take it. (laughs) So they wouldn't take it anymore. (laughs) They couldn't take not taking it. Right. Um, So, uh, the I wrote uh, out of that came the gayest outbreak of violence ever, which <laughs> because all the accounts of it were like it said there were just gay chants and limp wrists, and the police would like start marching towards them and they would form kick lines. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> it was just the gayest outburst. Yes, we can, can, can. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and this was the first time the reason this is important and this is kind of a defining moment uh in the gay rights movement is because gay people were supposed to be so underground Hmm. this was the first public display like this the first time gay people got raided and said no yeah we're not taking this anymore yeah we are fighting back and from there you know there came a lot of lgbt organizations and you know pride as we know it today 
But before we talk about Pride today, so some of the, there are some actually disagreements within the gay community about the Stonewall riots themselves that I wanted to mention. Okay, sure. Um, like whether it was uh, a, a a trans person that was the 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 ignition. Oh, the, well, like, like why the police raided? Yeah, uh, there there are a bunch of theories about like you know m- the mafia didn't pay off the police like they usually did or they actually got a tip but didn't believe it because it was so late at night or you know one of the police officers had a lover that scorned them like there are all these theories about how it started and i don't know the right answer what was the last time you got a tip late at night <laughs> it depends on what 4 a.m counts as is that late at night or early in the morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no so that wasn't the disc- although like another theory that i saw is that Uh, Judy Garland died a week earlier and her funeral was the same day as the riots. But a historian said that like that theory that Judy Garland's death outraged the gay people was not true. I mean, it seems at first to be maybe a ridiculous claim to make, but well, so what this historian said about that is that it was a couple years after the Stonewall riots that, um, anyone had made that comparison and when they first made that comparison that it you know it was because of judy garland's death they did it in a derogatory way like oh the gays were all you know up in arms because of old judy garland so so it was actually used to you know belittle the gay people isn't friend of dorothy isn't that a code for gay people yeah 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 is that from wizard of oz oh god wizard of oz Dorothy was played by Judy Garland. No, no, it's no, like, like, yeah, I forget. I, the Illuminati were involved. I actually in this. think I researched this once when I was a little baby gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it's not actually that. There was someone else named Dorothy that everyone was friends with. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very descriptive. And that's the end of my explanation of that. So you're welcome, America. Now you know. <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> So no, some of the gay rights organizations at the time that existed before Stonewall, specifically the Matashin Society. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Matashin? Matashin? Matashin. Matachine? M-A-T-T-A-C-H-I-N-E. Yeah, yeah. That society. Um, They had been working to try to show that gay people were just like straight people. Mm. So the idea of the limp wrists and the gay kick lines that were the protest, they were upset about that. A gay rights group was upset about that because that went against everything that they had tried to fight for. This is foreshadowing, Kyle. What? There are lots of gays that have issues with pride now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's kind of similar. So I actually think it now having the historical, you know, the ability to look back. I know that Stonewall was a good thing, but I could see myself in that time being like, so a bunch of gay people, you know, resisted arrest, beat up police officers, you know, were super gay. Like I could see myself. I could identify with this. Of course, I know now that gay people had just been so oppressed and pushed down and had no rights. And it's like, at some point, what can you do but fight back? So, but it's, it's, I have this conflict of, I don't believe the ends justify the means. Like, Mm. but what else do you do? Like, do you just chill out and just be oppressed and taken advantage of and beat down? Like, you know, 
at some point you do have to fight back and make these big, you know, outbursts like Stonewall. So, so it's kind of making me challenging my belief in maybe the ends do justify the means. There's a, that idea that true progress never comes from patience. Mm. And I think patience is one of the things that people try to say, be, be patient, just slow down. Your time patience will is come. A virtue. Patience is a virtue. The society's not ready yet. Don't push it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like somebody has to be on the forefront. Somebody yeah. has to be kicking ass. Yeah. Might as well be you. Yeah. To make it, way less significant like in my personal life i when i first came out to my parents it was it was really hard they we had a they had our time with it and so i didn't talk about it for years and years and finally when i got a boyfriend that was the first time where i felt like oh now i can bring this up again because it's you know it's affecting my day-to-day life again sure yeah in, in at least a way that they would understand yeah. and when i did they were so down like they you know, it's still a little off to them, but they were way more accepting than I expected. So yeah, you do have to push things a little bit more than feels comfortable to get where you want to go. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Other people, another kind of source of contention was some people just didn't like Stonewall anyway, because it was a seedy place. You know, if you imagine today, if you think of a place with, you know, prostitutes and homeless people, you don't think, ah, oh, this is, you know, a haven. You think this is CD run down, you know, needs to go like yeah. the assumption about what that means. So, you know, even though now we understand the importance of Stonewall, I could also see in that time, yeah. you know, being, a, it, being, even being a privileged gay person and not understanding what that means. And yeah. still today, like homelessness for youth people is for young LGBT. What? youth people <laughs> <laughs> um i'm knocking them out of the park with my words yeah you know and statements yeah and facts yep um use your mouth <laughs> I, I, it's tired <laughs> um but I lost my train of thought because I thought about a dick. Um, Stonewall, CD. Stonewall, CD. <laughs> CD <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I could see. I just understand how especially privileged gay people couldn't understand what that means. And I, I mean, I know that I personally can't understand what it means to be a homeless gay person yeah. today. Have you been to Stonewall? I have not. It's uh, It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Trevor and I went, we went on a trip to New York and had a drink and uh, it's just a tiny little place. I guess it's smaller than it used to be because of renovations and numbers and stuff. But, you know, the Stonewall is so much a part of at least the conversation, like hang out with gay people long enough. They're going to talk about Stonewall Mm -hmm. um, even now. So it was kind of cool. It felt like a like a like a trip to Mecca or something. Yeah, you know? uh, it was. Um, I went to Amsterdam, and there was a. I think it's called the Homo Monument, and it is like in the ground these pink triangles that connect with the bigger pink triangle, and it's to commemorate, you know, all the atrocities and struggles that gay people have gone through. And that was really. I had no idea it was going to be there. I didn't seek it out. I kind of stumbled upon it, yeah. but that was really meaningful because I don't feel like we have these kind of memorials or, or places of remembrance right. that, that speak to gay people okay. in, in that way. 
And so to see that a country, a city had put it, you know, it was in the ground. It was like mm-hmm. along with mm-hmm. the tile in the ground. So it wasn't moving. Yeah. Um, so that, that was just really meaningful for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Plus it was Amsterdam. So there's just like sex and weed everywhere. Yeah. I got high and fucked everything. <laughs> No, that's not true. I actually do. No, that's, you do that all the time. <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with your trip. I thought I've come off as like a saint in this podcast so far, so I don't want to ruin my image. Yeah. Everyone wants to introduce their sons to you. And then they get to know me. Yeah. That, so that's Stonewall. If you want to learn more, so, you know, I, I, I don't think I could do it justice telling like the full story. So that was the abridged. So um, something that I watched a portion of is the documentary Remembering Stonewall. Mm. Um, they showed a clip on the website democracy now which I'll, I'll post and it had firsthand accounts of stonewall which is really interesting um and really sad and just hearing people talk about like i was beaten on a daily basis but that's just what life was like and that was just what what you had to deal with they didn't he didn't even see, seem upset about it it was just yeah. that's how you live so i'd i'd recommend that if you want to learn more about stonewall and I, I know for both of us, actually, that's so foreign to our experience that yes. um, I know that I'm not grateful enough because I can't even fathom what it was like. Like I, I'm, I'm, I feel grateful because I'm sort of peripherally aware, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure that if if I knew more, if I was a better gay and read more of my history, that that uh, I would be even more thankful. Yeah, or like I do. I hope that what we get to experience today is what people then fought for. So, mm-hmm. you know, we should learn more about it. I agree. And, and appreciate what we have and also realize that this is the lives that they wanted us to be able to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So Stonewall happened. Then the gays were still pissed off even after that all ended and they got really kind of, they got organized. And then on the anniversary of Stonewall, that was the first pride parade right right um do you know where the first one was it was in new york no oh wait a week before that there was one in chicago a a day before oh in chicago yeah because uh it was it was a saturday that the stonewall thing happened the next year uh the 28th was a sunday but chicago was like fuck Sunday. We want to do it on Saturday. <laughs> like, I, I want to be hung over tomorrow. So, <laughs> so they, they celebrated the anniversary a day early, kept it on Saturday and they had the first one. And then the other thing is that the, the, the next day, uh, the actual anniversary, there were marches in New York, uh, uh, of course, but then also in, uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco. So there was, uh, the, you know, it only took a year for there to be a pretty significant coordinated effort for there to be celebrations. And those took the form of, of pride parades. Yeah. They started in the year 69 plus one. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Yeah. I think you like 69 plus like three or four if you if you get them in there <laughs> get them in there yeah. you can mean so many different things by that but anyway yep so there have been pride celebrations ever since mm-hmm. do you know why they chose the word pride uh because it was happy it was it was their favorite deadly sin <laughs> no um i personally like gluttony but gluttony parade doesn't have a great ring to it. Yeah, well, and I, I think I like sloth. 
Oh, I, I like just not doing a goddamn thing hmm. sometimes. We may go through all seven sins through pride because sloth is the next morning when you wake up and you're like, <laughs> nope. And then right. you go back to sleep. Yeah. Although what, what, what would envy be? That's oh, like, of course. When you're out and you see all those dumb, hot people and you're like, oh, I wish I was dumb and hot. Like, they're all so like hooking better. up with each other, like yeah. grinding. And you're like, oh, that's really pretty. That's and, nice for but, them. Yeah, great. I'm happy they're so happy and hot. Great. Yeah. Look at that 12 pack going home <laughs> together. That's two, two six, six packs. Pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going home with one six pack. <laughs> a PBR. <laughs> Um, it's actually, I thought this was really interesting. It's, it's because it was specifically chosen as the opposite of shame Hmm. that, that pride is the opposite of shame. If you are proud of who you are and out and visible, that is the opposite of shame. I think that's really cool. And And shame is what so many of us are forced to experience growing up. So it makes sense that like, let's celebrate, let's, you know, put into people the opposite, um, you know, which is pride. It's also put into people <laughs> some other things. It's really <laughs> hard for me to say that. Like I was in the middle of that sentence and I knew what I had done to myself. So yeah, I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, when was your first pride? So, and we, we really should be careful to make the distinction. There's pride, the concept and we celebrate that in the United States in June, mm-hmm. specifically because of Stonewall happening in June. Yep. Um, but don't confuse that with pride parades, which happen all throughout June and are, you know, that's that's an occasion as opposed to just a, a concept. Sure. So uh, when was your first pride parade? Um, it was the first year I moved to Seattle. I planned the I'd never been to a pride parade, but I planned the float for um, the LGBT organization that I was in. I became the membership director and me and my co-director planned our our pride float. Um, And it was surprising. Like you would think for a big organization, they would give you, you know, you'd have buckets of money. We had, you know, we had to plan it on shoestring budget and, you know, we're begging some of the marketing departments of different organizations to give us money to, to plan it. But yeah, that was my first one. Let's talk about the things that you see at pride. My, my first pride, my first pride experience was the first year after I came out. So I, I went in uh, uh, June of 2009 and um, it was, it was eye opening. How about that? <laughs> in what way? Um, I just had never experienced so many different kinds of gay before. Like, so the Seattle Pride Parade usually is opened by the Dykes on Bikes. Mm-hmm. And it's just these super butch lesbians wearing leather, riding around on motorcycles in uh, formation. And for that to be my very first thing that I ever saw on my very first Pride Parade, that sort of set the tone. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that I... I had no idea. First of all, they're calling themselves dykes. Do they know that that's a <laughs> word to not use maybe? <laughs> and then that they were all leathered up. And I, it just, I, I was really surprised by that. And it kept going from there. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there there's a float for like every gay bar here in town. Mm-hmm. And, and inevitably, you know, because, because they're a gay bar, it's just this just horde of shirtless go-go-esque boys mm-hmm. writhing on this truck as yep. it goes by 
you'll see drag queens with boas and uh, ladies with pasties on their nips and, you know, barely clothed people. And, but also more corporate, like we were the more corporate, you know, group because we're all wearing all of our clothes and, you know, some families go in Seattle because yeah. we're pretty progressive and yeah, there's a huge array of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. There is, you just mentioned many of them. There's like every color of the queer rainbow mm-hmm. is present there and little old sheltered Mikey Johnson, mm-hmm. like no idea that there was that much diversity within what was already a diverse group yeah gay is pretty gay but it gets even gayer right right that being said not everybody is on board with pride Mm -hmm. pride parades specifically i mean the pride the concept i think that there's quite a few people that are against it but they're more fringy like the 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 mainstream of america at least in 2017 here seems to be on board with the idea of there being a month for gay people and they put up put up with or are excited by and support things like Google changing their letters on their homepage to be a rainbow and Target has gay stuff. And mm. Although can we, uh, this okay, this is going to be another one where it's hard to separate out the politics from it. Can we call it a fringe group when it's the president of the U.S.? It's, it's a great question. I think. Well, what maybe I should explain what I'm talking about. Or do you want to explain it? Well, I I mean, the the GOP, the Republican Party, still today in their platform of official policies are against gay marriage. Right. Um, We believe that marriage is an institution between one man and one woman and Mm -hmm. is the foundation of our society, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Which is like one of the challenges I have in, you know, I've said before, I don't want to talk about politics because I want people that identify as Republicans to be able to listen to this. And and you know identify with things or disagree with things we say and email them to us and i want to hear like you know i yeah. want to be able to discuss the diversity of the gay and queer umbrella yeah however to me it's really hard to look at the republican platform and not like republicans haven't accepted us why could we accept them yeah yeah and one thing that i'm really torn about i i know a lot of really decent wonderful people that are important to me who are Republicans. Mm-hmm. They will say they are Republicans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think of those, there's a certain number of them that are in denial or are just naively unaware of the fact that the Republican Party is officially against our right to be married. Right. Um, so when you bring that to their attention, they're really kind of surprised. They're like, oh, yeah, I had, I had, no, I had no idea, and they're, they're taken aback by that. So, I, I, I don't think this is necessarily a super political partisan issue to just say that is one thing that one of the major parties in this country still officially stands for. If you vote for them for other reasons, great. But you need to know that part of what you're voting for officially in writing in their platform is that they are against gay marriage completely agree and also every year i think every year barack obama was president he officially declared june as pride month yeah and surprisingly absent from the list of what things this month was was pride month uh even clinton had a lgbt month i forget exactly what he called it It wasn't gay pride month it was it was you know, gay and lesbian awareness month or whatever it was, but, but there was an official 
ness to it. And it's funny, he was the first one, to my knowledge, since then, mm. right down the line, partisan, all of the Democrats say something in June to recognize what's going on. None of the Republicans have. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we should talk more about the pros. I have lots of cons, even from gay people, mm. about about pride parades. Yeah. Um, but but let, let's talk about the pros. Yeah. Like what, what's good about about pride parades? Um, I mean, just what you mentioned, like we grow up feeling such shame for who we are to find a place where people are not only saying it's okay to be gay, but it's great to be gay and have that be celebrated. Yeah. It's can be the complete opposite of what you've known. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, a friendly, it can be a friendly welcoming environment that affirms who you are. Um, it's, uh, it, I mean, originally helped show support for gay rights issues. And, and I think that's really important. Like letting people know that gay rights are important and here are all these people that you can visibly see because there are pictures of people marching. So you don't always see gay people. So to see, you know, hundreds of thousands of people marching says that there are actually way more people than I expected. So it can also show people the the you know gay community yeah 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 absolutely what else uh you get to drink a fuck ton that's awesome clothing is optional <laughs> so you don't have to spend a lot of money yeah. um getting ready for that yeah no uh how much does glitter cost because it's like uh, that that's your biggest expense god i'm not joking this is going to sound like i'm joking but i am not joking one year after pride I kept finding glitter fucking everywhere. It was in my shower. It was in the, my clothes. My underwear drawer ended up with a bunch of glitter in it. it. Just it was it was ridiculous. You assholes, leave your glitter at home, <laughs> or pick glitter that has bigger chunks. That happened to me on Halloween, but only because I went as gay Jesus. <laughs> Wait. Connect the dots for me here. How is dressing up like gay Jesus? How how does that justify glitterness? Like, did you put glitter on yourself? Yeah, I feel like oh. you answered your own okay. question by how you at like. No, I thought I, people were throwing glitter at you because you were oh gay my Jesus. God. Like, welcome and, gay Jesus, like rice for married yeah, people. Yeah. No, 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 I just I thought gay Jesus would be covered in glitter. I think that makes a lot of sense. Also, crown of thorns can be hot. <laughs> Brushing past that into something else. <laughs> I love me some stigmata. Um, okay, so it, it, it's interesting that uh, on the pro side, Dan Savage has this quote, uh, and that's from 2015. And I mentioned that because uh, he actually had uh, some stuff to say on the con side also, mm -hmm. but a lot of that is older. Uh, for people who don't know, actually, Dan Savage is, uh, at least in Seattle, a, a major gay icon. He and his partner live here. They have a son. They uh, are really active in the community. And then he also is a national media figure for, uh, he does his uh, Savage Love podcast. He's a writer for The Stranger, which is a local alternative newspaper here. Mm -hmm. I know um, he was on the Colbert Report once, so like on nationally recognized yeah. media. Yeah. Was he ever on Ellen? We should find out because that's when you know you've made it. Colbert? That's another. That's that's close. When he, when he was on Comedy Central, that's kind of like... I, that was I, the... You know. 
it's pretty good. It's it's not it's not too shabby. I mean, it wasn't the Daily Show, <laughs> unless he was on that too. Burn. Yeah. Take that, Stephen Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> Burned by this really famous podcast. Yeah. You'll never recover. <laughs> um. Oh, did I mention that we're sponsored by uh, Jimmy Fallon and the Tonight Show? So, <laughs> Which is why I laugh so much. Because <laughs> right. I try to get in the spirit of Jimmy Fallon. So Dan Savage uh, had this quote, Pride is in many ways a manifestation of queer people in the streets, making themselves visible not just to each other, but to straight people, straight culture, and a straight world that for most of recorded history wanted to pretend that we did not exist. I mean, Dan and I pretty much said the same thing. I was equally as eloquent when I said that before, right? Oh, yeah. 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 J- just you took a lot longer to get there. <laughs> it was a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> no, that was ex- that was the way better way of saying what I was trying to say. You're on antidepressants, so it takes like 10 minutes to come <laughs> instead of like, you know, just a minute and a half. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> I know, right? Um. I, I want to read this too. I don't know how it fits in, but I think it's funny because, and it's on this piece of paper, which I'm going to move on from. Okay. Uh, on the Savage Lovecast, Dan Savage, a straight listener called in with a question for him about the etiquette for straight people hmm. that are visiting Pride. Uh, his, his response was, well, don't eat the pussy at Pride. It's not for you. <laughs> Unless it's by pussy, in which case go nuts. <laughs> we found the gateway to straight people participating in Pride. It's through the buys. Through the buys. Yeah. They've held the key all this time. Yeah. I had no idea. They could be the glue to many a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> They're or, the creamy filling in a straight <laughs> sex sandwich. A drunk Kyle could also be the glue to many a three-way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get enough rosé in me and who knows who I'm into. Yeah. You know. Or three or more. Out of Why not? <laughs> okay. So th- there are some issues with pride and I think it's really interesting. So there's... There's surprisingly uh, quite a few people in the gay community that have issues with pride parades. So first, my own personal thoughts, many of the pride parades that I've been to, there are families there that have their kids and they bring them and not for the spectacle of it. There's even gay families with their kids that that come. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I don't think that a dude wearing a six foot penis costume handing out condoms is something for a six-year-old there yeah there uh, so i mentioned the, that families come to the seattle one but there, so there's the families that intentionally go and know what they're getting into and want their kids to be exposed to all these things which i don't have a kid so i don't fucking know how to parent but um but there are other families like if we talked about one of the pros being straight people see us and you know see how out we are sometimes that like even just walking if you walk with your family down the street which it, this takes place in downtown seattle you may see some weird shit you're not yeah. ready for and associating that with gay or queer people is that what we want them to see about us yeah and, and that that six-year-old even though i have misgivings about it uh, they will likely grow up pretty fucking open-minded yeah so. Which, so that's where yeah like that's awesome if you can bring your child there and and explain what this is and why it's important and all that good stuff yeah so i i'm not yeah i'm i'm conflicted so there is an organization called gay shame and they are named specifically because they are anti-pride not Mm. not because they think that we should be ashamed um but they think that there is an undue emphasis on sex and fetish related interests 
and they think that's counterproductive to our interests. This hmm. goes back to the, uh, you know, it will will having uh, straight people seeing us this way hinder our progress, right? Sure. Like it, Stonewall, they're going to see a bunch of gays doing the can can and beating up cops. <laughs> Is that ultimately going to help further our rights or not and and they've come to the conclusion that that pride is uh far more harm than good Hmm. because of these unwholesome images in their mind there are a lot of people that go to pride parades and 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 march in it that seem to have this almost going out of their way to be fuck you i'm gonna do what i want and Hmm. you can't fucking say anything about it yeah and that's where a lot of sort of questionable behavior, images, outfits, like we've been boxed in in so many other ways, like at least on this one day, no holds barred. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, but I, I don't feel decisively that it's bad because part of me says, yes, we get to revolt against everything we've been put through and we get to be ourselves and be out and this is our day and all that stuff. But then on the other hand, yeah, same thing. It's like, but, you know, yeah, just what do I want people to think about gay people in general? And this is where, like, if you think back about Stonewall, that's where we're almost more falling on the side of the, like, the anti-Stonewall people. So that that's part of where this conflict comes from, because yeah. I recognize that we don't have full equal rights. It's not that we've done it and great we're an equal part of society now. So, (laughs) so we still have work to do, but what, but my question is then like, what is that work and how do we, is that is what pride is right now, the way we get there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. More on the con side, but a, a, a different, a different slant is that we have become advertising for corporate Mm. interests that the monetization of pride that bud fucking light has a neon sign that you can buy that's a rainbow that says drink bud light shows that we have totally lost touch with the reason for pride Mm -hmm. that we're being used that we're being um uh co-opted uh what's the word we're prostituting ourselves also, Great. corporations sponsor us. Right. <laughs> the, the pride parades are just a, a money shot, and it's a money shot for corporations. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and this is something I saw too. And I looked at the uh, the Seattle Pride calendar actually, because you know I, I read about the commercialization of Pride. You go to seattlepride dot org. Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like last night. I opened myself up to that. Okay. Um, Not grabhim.org. <laughs> um, so the, like the first image that they have on their rotating slide is like, volunteer and come join us and blah, blah, blah. The second image is Uber. It's like literally an ad for Uber. It's like Uber and drag queens. And you click on it. And it's like when you click on it, it's just an ad for Uber. Yeah, great. When When all like they're just in shambles right now because of sexual harassment. So they clearly need to sponsor gay shit. Cause they're like, <laughs> let us climb back up the ranks of the liberal. So that's the second thing they're advertising there. And then I, so I went to the actual events calendar and I was looking around and then, you know, there's a mixture of events. Some are like, you know, queer artifacts from history, uh, trans, uh, artists show their work. There are some cool cultural and artistic events, but then there was also like 
come celebrate the launch of her the app for lesbian women to date each other come celebrate the launch of the yeah, this new oh. beer and oh. you know every single gay club has some kind of event going on and you know there are just it's corporations are everywhere in gay pride yeah uh, on this the anniversary of the orlando club shooting of gay people Let's celebrate that Alaska flies nonstop there. <laughs> uh, we will sell you discounted <laughs> shots of vodka. We uh, remember. like Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> um, so uh, w- one last like big category of people uh, that have, have issues with pride is that it's not political enough. Hmm. That the source of it was Stonewall. That the root of it was this very political line in the sand we deserve more mm-hmm. and that it has turned into uh a a circus or a you know it's a it's a it's a carnival it's not like demanding any sort of progress right and uh so there's actually a group called critical pride and they are trying to start non-corporate highly political pride marches hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I like that idea of, you know, as I get the benefit of businesses sponsoring things because like businesses give money that makes things happen and the support of businesses, like we, we really need that in the gay rights movement. You need the support of businesses. Hmm. But when it becomes like South by Southwest where like, you know, everyone that actually likes music now fucking hates South by Southwest. Cause it's like the place to launch your new app. <laughs> it's like, at what point has it gone beyond the original intention? And now is a place to launch your brand new beer or, you know, lesbian dating app. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you. I, I like that. I think asking the question of what should pride be and what is it about is something we should all all do and, and and really think about and before doing this i am one of those people that would go to pride and get drunk and you know party and that's all i i knew so i i think i'm in the same boat as a lot of people and and now after looking up a lot of this talking to you i i want to make it about more than that yeah yeah well so i'll i'll, I'll bring it around then speaking of making it uh more than about that mm-hmm. uh uh, this is a little sappy, and I'm sorry. And I think that gayish is amazing. That mm-hmm. we are being visible, and we're educating, and we're trying to change hearts and minds, and we're doing it in our own way. And I'm really proud of us. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Oh. And thank you for doing this with me. You're okay. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me when you go solo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so can I then tell you about some of the things that I think pride could and maybe even should be about? Nope. We're out of time. No, yeah, <laughs> of course. Go, go for it. I think there are so many rights that people don't realize that we still don't have. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the right to work in the workplace and not get fired because of being gay. In case you didn't know this, straight people... There are many and, and gay people and gay people. In case you didn't know this, there are many, many jurisdictions in this country that your boss can come in, say you're gay, you're fired, and that's perfectly legal. Yep. And similar with housing, 
Um, And uh, I should have started with like the biggest one I think right now is trans rights. Like that's such a huge thing that everyone in the LGBT plus umbrella needs to be supportive of and get on board with. And another, so I think we feel like those are some of the more common rights that people are like, okay, yep, we need to keep fighting for that. I didn't realize that in all but California, it is legal to kill someone because of your reaction to them being gay or trans. And it's called gay panic defense or trans panic defense. So if you're hooking up with someone and you find out they're trans and that scares you, you are so... I don't know, ashamed, afraid, whatever, taken aback by that, that you kill them, you can use the trans panic defense and may get off with murder. Wow. Um, California is the only place that that's not legal. And Illinois is about to become the second place that's expected to be signed into law. But those are gay, gay panic defense, trans panic defense still on the books in all the other states. That hurts my soul. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it down, Kyle. <laughs> That's, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be gayish if we didn't depress you just a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then I think internationally is a big area where, you know, we can keep folks down. There are nine countries where it's still legal to be put to death because of being gay. There are over 70 countries where it's punishable by law. Yeah being gay and um something i would recommend that i um got almost i got i think halfway through but then had to come here to record um is uh the documentary called beyond gay the politics of pride is this award-winning documentary that shows someone who plans the vancouver pride uh festival going to all of these different places where it's not like yay we're celebrating this is fun it's like it's still, you know, they have to do it in secret. They walk mm. a block because they may get arrested or mm. attacked because of it. And and it's it was made in 2011, but uh, I, I would still really recommend it. It's really eye-opening and reminds you, you know, for us that celebrate and just like me, get fucking drunk and try to fuck. Like <laughs> this, <laughs> this. Did we put that on the pro side? Of- but that actually showed like, there is still, you know, politics behind this event and still people fighting for their legal right to be considered equal human beings in the most basic sense of I get to live. Or or yeah, or, or to exist, right. much less be equal. Right. 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 <sighs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> do we need to do we need to end on a more positive note? Also uh, I'm STD free. Hooray! Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, we have to take an official break. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we take a break and then our our ha- we'll end on some happy gayest and straightest things. Yeah. Great. Okay. We're gonna take a break. All right. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I have to be last. We're back. We're back. Hello. Hello. Uh. So we're gonna do our gayest and straightest. Yes. But first. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. And maybe we'll post some of the shit that we talked about on there. We've been saying that we're going to, but we haven't been. Like, I still have pictures of Halloween with the ogre dick, and I haven't put that up yet. Oh, I I posted a a how-to from our friend Carly on how to make an ogre dick. So that's on the website. 
Oh, okay. Um, uh, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcasts. So join us to get updates on the latest episodes. And one of us is going to post our dick to it. Uh, we're also on Twitter at at gayish podcast. And the cast is also available on iTunes and on Google Play. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. Please write us. We're, we're going to do a question show eventually. Mm. So uh, even if we don't get to it immediately, send us your, your questions, your thoughts, your feedback uh, at uh, gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we've gotten some some really nice comments. So we really appreciate the people that send us those nice comments. Those those give us the, the courage to keep going. Uh, so our gayest and straightest. Yeah. Do you want to start? Okay. You seem excited. So I feel like there's a pattern forming where I think that uh, like my straightest thing of the week has several times just been the grossest thing of the week, which maybe that's because in my head, straight guys are frat guys and I see how frat guys live because mm. I still volunteer for the fraternity and they're fucking disgusting. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just continue that. <laughs> I thought you were like, me, we need to change that up and change. Nope. I'm going to keep going with that. Yep. Next, <laughs> next, next week. Uh, you know, maybe, but, uh, uh, I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was cleaning out my Jeep, uh, a couple of days ago and, uh, oh, this is so disgusting. <laughs> oh no. I, <laughs> I, I found a McDonald's French fry <laughs> and I fucking ate it. Oh no, Mike, why? <laughs> why would you do that? That's the straightest thing because it's just disgusting. Uh, my gayest thing this week actually was um, after we were on the X-rated movies, mm-hmm. I came home and w- uh, one night I watched Kaboom. Oh. And as Matt predicted, my penis went Kaboom. <laughs> um. What was it good? Did you like it? Oh, every dude is hot and he's right. It's about a gay guy who wants to bang his roommate. Oh, his roommate's name is Thor and he's a blonde, like long haired surfer guy and he's jacked and is never wearing a shirt. Hmm. It's pretty great. Is it like trashy gay cinema? Um, that reminds me of just so many just dumb gay movies that yeah, i see yeah 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 no it's it's um i'd say it's a step above your normal trashy gay cinema like in the hierarchy of things if it's like big budget film mm. made for tv movie gay cinema and then porn <laughs> it, it's it's somewhere in between you know tiers two and three okay great <laughs> uh so how about you so my gayest thing is i sit down to pee (laughs) even when you don't have to yeah yeah okay like i feel the like the objective like when you're at home alone you've got time there's no one there you're just casually just need to take a leak Hmm. sitting down is the more realistic like it this is going to be cleaner it's going to be more comfortable I can browse my phone while I'm doing it. It just makes more sense. Yeah. The you, only reason more people don't do it is because it's kind of gay. Yeah. Well, and you, you've illustrated all of the reasons why I wear Depends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right now. I'm going right now. 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> um, my straightest thing is I did not watch the Tony Awards. <gasps> Your straightest thing. Did you know it was on? I watched them. Oh, I went, you did? I went to a gay bar and I watched them with oh, Chris. And, and That's like, your gayest thing. Mm, no. I mean. That's pretty gay. M- masturbating to a movie that gays <laughs> recommended is pretty gay. Okay. okay. All but, right. But, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I was had to look up. This is part of the straightest thing. Like I had to look up to just confirm that the Tonys were actually on before I said this. And I saw something about Kevin Spacey kind of came out. Um, did he, so Kevin Spacey, uh, was the host. I, I think let's find the clip or the transcript and post it and, 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 and people can weigh in. I don't think it was quite as big of a deal as it's being made of on the internet. Uh, him, you you don't think he came out his fluidity? Hmm. Uh, I don't think makes a ton of sense, but did, did he do what, um, uh, uh, silence of the lamb chick did? What's her name? Fuck. Jodie Foster. Yeah, did he Jodie Foster it? <laughs> yeah, kind of come out, but not really. But right. like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. Well, we'll have to. Let's go to the clip. We can't do that because we're not a. Let's go to the not, tape. Instant replay. <laughs> we're not the Daily Show. What does the referee think? <laughs> the Russian judge gives him a ten. You're gay. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gay on the play. <laughs> ten yards. <laughs> There's a yellow fag on the play. <laughs> That's racist. Repeat fourth down. <laughs> this is a good sign that it's the end of the episode. All right. Yeah, yeah. So this has been gayish. This has been gayish. Uh, uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See ya.